to you. I am your host, Chris Dieter Casey. This is another episode of the Wisdom of Wise Women podcast. I am so thrilled to be back recording. I had taken a break a few weeks ago and I've had a guest on since. I've had a birthday since and oh my gosh, here we are coming into June. Um, It is going to be summer. Summer is coming into full bloom here in the Chicago area and at the time that I'm recording this, there have been some seriously amazing, beautiful storms in the area, just like the full thunder and lightning and heavy rain, just the whole program and oh my gosh, I love storms. I love how they sound, how they look. They're like a full body experience for me and I can like sense them in my energy and I don't know, it's just, I think that they're just something so incredible by design of nature and so I've been loving them. Um, I know a lot of you with pets are like, have come to dread thunder, but I definitely have sympathy for you. That's tough, um, but I do hope that you know somewhere in all of it you're able to enjoy them because they really are just like such a magical set of moments in nature. And um, speaking of nature, speaking of this episode, this episode is called Drink of Choice. Um, I'm going to get into what that means for us, but I did want to say that rain and water is the earth's drink of choice and always nature chooses water and, um, water has this really natural way of, um, finding the place where it needs to be and flowing through and collecting and, um, evaporating and just the whole cycle of water and, how it meets our basic needs is just so incredible and and how we are in fact made up of water and that's why drinking water is so important for us um so that's how i wanted to tie that um the episode title and topic into the natural world because we're so very connected um the other thing i wanted to say um in the intro here is that um I'm not really going to do a whole lot of talking about astrology anymore. I just realized that that's really something that I am really novice in and um, I know a ton of you are interested and I know um, like you're all wanting to learn it as well, some of you, um, and I totally want to honor that so we will definitely have guests on here that will jam with me about astrology and will really be able to give you some deep insight onto this kind of um, topics and about what astrology really is and and things like that. So I'm going to focus on lunar attunement. Um, So that's where I'm at with it. Um, I'm going to skip that for this week um, and just like go get fresh into it in the next episode. But um, I just wanted to let you know that that's going to be like a small shift um, in the structure of the podcast. But um, hopefully when we talk about lunar attunement and um, some of the seasons that we go through with the moon and the energy, how it, how the, the feminine energy changes throughout the month, um, and how we experience that in our own cycles personally, you know, that will still remain as part of something that I'm keen to share with all of you. So 
Um, today we are going to jam on the topic, the drink of choice. And <laughs> either you're totally excited about this or you're like, oh no, what does that mean? Um, and I get it. Like it's, it, it's, it might, you know, like I might drop a trigger warning here. Not that I believe in trigger warnings because like getting triggered is part of learning about who we are and healing. Um, but I will say that, um, you may feel like, whoa, huh, this is, this is pretty intense. But, um, again, and I think I've said this before on the show, like I don't shy away from topics that are, um, uncomfortable or difficult to talk about because those are the topics that really make a big difference in our lives when we're willing to turn towards them. So, just please know that I am not sitting in a hot seat of judgment at all. I am speaking very much um, from my own experience. I am speaking from what I know and what I have learned and the wisdom I have tapped through my journey with substance. And um, this is a place of compassion and deep, deep empathy that I'm sharing from. So please know that this is not meant to um, call you out. It is definitely meant to possibly shake you awake um, and give you a gentle nudge to just be curious and consider the patterns that you have in your life when it comes to substance. So that's what I want to say about that. That's how I'm going to choose to intro the subject. So if you're going to hang out, please do. I'm excited to have you and I'm excited to jam. So let's jam. Welcome to Jam Time, my lovely human audience. Um, So, okay, drink of choice. This isn't limited to drinks. This is not limited to alcohol. I think when we hear the word drink, we have this sort of cultural association to automatically take our minds to a place of thinking of alcohol, but um, I am focusing here on like what I'm calling recreational substance. So that is including things like pot, um, coffee, and alcohol. Those are the three big ones that I'm going to reference because those are the ones that I've personally had experience with and plenty of it. I'm definitely going to share my story. as, as much as is appropriate here. Um, so those are the three things that like I'm going to intentionally be bringing into my examples today with this episode. So, um, but there are so many other recreational substances or things that we can turn to um, when it comes to patterns and habits and um, relationship So, you know, you definitely don't need to limit what I'm saying to those three things, but it's impossible to cover everything. So anyways, um, so first things first is relationship with substance. And when I say that, I mean, how are we relating to substance? What 
do we get from it? What do we give to it? What do we take away from it? What is the dynamic between us and the substance? Because it does exist. It is, there is relationship there. You can have relationship with something that is not a human um, or not an animal or not not alive. Um, so what are we choosing when we do or do not choose a substance? And that is a really important question to ask ourselves when we're trying to be very curious about how we're relating to substance. So um, the there's definitely um, a pattern of reliance. Um, and I am going to give some examples here. Um, I think this may resonate with many of you because it certainly was true for me for a long time. Um, the reliance was and the the belief was I need coffee in order to be a fully functional human in the morning and to not murder everyone around me, (laughs) you know? And so many of us wake up like, you know, in this groggy state of mind and we're like, okay, we have to, I have to plug into the caffeine machine in order to get where I'm going, you know? And that's a reliance on substance. That's a relationship and a pattern that we have every single morning to start off our day and we're telling ourselves without this I'm less than right or I'm not fully functional or I'm sleeping or I'm not as productive I mean fill in the blank whatever you do tell yourself is is what you're telling yourself and that's part of the relationship that you are co-creating with the substance um another example of reliance um in belief is with alcohol Uh, perhaps I need alcohol in order to speak my truth. Um, I need to get a little liquid courage in order to find my courage, or I need alcohol to help me forget my emotions and to help me step back and away from what's true for me because I'm, I just can't handle it. Right. And I think that with pot, um, with weed, that is a very similar thing. It's very much, a um, a number, a mask, the emotions, a way of, um, avoiding, right? It's a, it's a way of avoiding. It's a method of avoidance. And, um, I can tell you very honestly and frankly, like those narratives with alcohol were absolutely true for me for the entire time that I was using, alcohol um in my life so that has been a solid um 15 years probably and I am now substance free um but while I was using substance and especially when I was in relationship with a romantic partner substance was always my way or alcohol was always my way of um being able to disconnect from my emotions or kind of like drink them away and put them in the back seats or if I had something important to say I was definitely going to need to have a white claw or two (laughs) or beer or two or whatever gin tonic um, before I was going to say it and that's because I didn't feel worthy to speak my truth or I was very afraid um, so then we step into, when, when we turn towards substance, we're turning a lot of times away from ourselves and our own innate power and our own innate courage, right? Like 
we don't need coffee to wake us up. We don't need caffeine to um, give us energy. Like we are energetic beings by nature, by design. Um, we have everything that we need right inside of us and yet, right? And, and it's the same thing with substance. We have strong backs and beautifully strong wise hearts and a soul voice that is going to navigate us through any situation if we allow that to do the talking for us but if we turn from that and instead we turn towards and um, the substance and we choose the substance we're, we're not choosing ourselves right we are choosing to abandon ourselves so back to the original question, um, what are we choosing when we are or are not choosing substance? I realized when I stopped using substance and stopped drinking coffee and alcohol that I was choosing me and I was choosing all of me and I was choosing to not hide behind anything to bolster myself or be bigger than I thought I was and I wasn't using it to make myself smaller either because those were very, very sticky spots for me for a very, very long time. And I realized that I wanted to be able to, to rely fully on my innate ability as a human to provide and meet my needs. And I have been able to do that successfully um, going on seven months. So that's amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, but it was definitely a challenge. And I, what really brought me to my knees with substance was um, when my relationship ended and I experienced this like full body physical contraction and it was made very very clear to me um, that if I turned towards substance during this deep grieving period that it was it was going to be even more devastating for me and so I made the choice to go it without and um, I was pretty much forced into that choice by my body. My body wasn't wasn't even like going to allow me to make the other choice um, without seriously um, destroying <laughs> what was left of um, me, you know, after the breakup because that was a very vulnerable time and a very sad, difficult time. And my body made it very clear that if I chose anything but working through it um, without substance, if I did abandon myself um it would make me it would make me suffer even more so um it was a choice but not really a choice but I'm I do continue to make that choice every single day and it is not something that I struggle with really like I don't miss it because I've found something so much deeper and more powerful and I've found it within um so but it always it, it wasn't always that way, right? Like there there were old patterns that were definitely ingrained in my belief system, um, such as like, and this may be true for you. And I'm these are some examples. Like most of these are true for me. But I've always maybe it's something that I've always done with certain friends. Like we get together and we drink wine and we talk and like this is what me and my girlfriends do and it's fun and it helps everybody relax and it helps us, um, you know, really just get into what we're struggling with or whatever. And it kind of just takes the edge off and takes the edge off is, oh man, we're going to come back to that. So, but, um, so yeah, so that can be a thing, you know, like that's a, that's a story we tell ourselves or it helps me unwind, you know, it's been a long ass day and I'm tired and everybody's on my nerves and I just want to relax and, 
And when, okay, and here, like in this particular sentence, when we say it helps me unwind, we are basically admitting to you, to numbing, to a numbing pattern, right? Because if we need, what are we numbing? Like, what are we, what are we unwinding from that we're not willing to face in a sober state? Um, so there's that or, um, yeah. And now we're going to talk about like, it takes the edge off. (laughs) What is that edge? What, what edge, what edge is there for us? Why is it prickly? Um, if there's an edge, there is a prickle. And if there's a prickle that there's something ready to surface. And when, when we don't choose to let it prickle and break through, we choose instead to numb it and bury it. And um, that, is, that is a self-abandonment pattern. Um, and I know that that's possibly difficult to hear. And I know that, um, you know, some of us do know that we are choosing to abandon ourselves um, when we do these things. And I definitely knew it for a long time, like definitely at least six months before I quit. Um, It was already time, so I was way past due and I was not aligned (laughs) Um, because I was just really struggling to give up this habit that I had cultivated and had and fallen into for the last, you know, 15 years. And um, yes, if you're doing the math, yes, I did start drinking when I was 15. So just so that's clear for everybody, like this was a very old pattern that started at a very young age and um, absolutely accompanied me through my journey uh, until very recently. So yes, that is true. Um, I have no shame there either. So um, because I wouldn't be able to speak about it if this wasn't something that I experienced um, strongly and deeply throughout my life. And I absolutely did. And, um, so there's that. Um, however, uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with using substance regardless of the form, right? Like, but I also want to say to that point, like, if you tell me, you know, Christy, like, I just have a drink because I really like the way it tastes, I'm going to call bullshit on you every single time <laughs> because I don't we don't choose things that are in some way harmful to our body if um there isn't some some benefit and I'm going to put that in air quotes to us, right? So like, yeah, you may genuinely enjoy the way a gin tonic tastes, but like what else does it do for you? Like what's do you enjoy that small buzz? Like do you enjoy taking the edge off? Like what is it? And, you know, if you're, if you're using the statement of, oh, I just enjoy the, the occasional drink or whatever, that's fine. But I would just encourage you to dig a little deeper and be sure that that's actually the truth. Um, because I, I do feel that and know that more often than not, when we um, say things like that, we're actually just making excuses for ourselves. And I have done that a thousand times. So I get it. I definitely get it. It's a really super duper human thing to do. Um, but, um, so yeah, so definitely nothing wrong with substance. Just be clear on why you're using it, right? So it's just important to be thoroughly clear on relationships that we have with substances in our lives. So what are our beliefs about it? What are our beliefs about who we are when we engage it? Like, right? Like coffee, like, oh, I'm fully human now. Oh, I'm fully functional. Oh, my brain finally works. Like, 
this and that. Like, oh, I'm complete somehow. Like, you are already complete when you wake up in the morning and haven't had coffee, right? Like, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Um, You already have a super robust energy inside of you that no substance will ever be able to replace or give you or match. Um, Or with alcohol, like, who am I when I, when I'm doing it? Like, well, maybe I'm super introverted. And when I drink, I'm like the life of the party and I'm like extroverted and I like to dance and I like to meet new people and stuff. And I become this whole other person. You know what? Like you're also that person too. Like it's okay to be both introverted and extroverted. Like they can live in the same body for sure. And also like you don't need alcohol to be that person. Like alcohol doesn't make you anything. Sometimes it can like give you a little gentle nudge somehow maybe. Um, but it's still not, not the truest way to be true to you. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and then some other questions about is are what, what are our beliefs about what happens if it's not in our lives? And that was, that's where I hit the snag. You know, I wanted to give up substance. I knew it was the time for me to do it. I was being super pushed and guided to do that in literally every single way. Um, but I just was super duper hung up on like, what, what happens when I give the substance up? Like, I don't know if I will be able to um, say what I need to say or um, be who I need to be or whatever. And I just, I had all of this stuff um, and fears really just holding me back from making that big change. So yeah, that is a sticky question and it can be so sticky for a lot of us. And that's, it's okay to have sticky questions in our lives. Like the stickiness means that there's something there to get clear on. And again, it goes back to this prickle. Like if something's prickly, let it prickle and um, see what breaks through the surface. Um, Or if something is sticky, when you wash the stickiness away, like what's underneath all that stickiness? Um, So this is how we become clear on our patterns and what's actually in our, what I'm going to call a reliance inventory. Like the inventory of things or even people, substance that we rely upon in order to get XYZ right? Um, because it's always a choice. It's, it's literally always a choice. Um, as much as we may like it or want to outsource our reason for using substance, it's always something that we are allowing. It's something that we are actively putting into our bodies and um, it's done either in a very like conscious directive way or it's not. And um, just like any other pattern or tendency or habit or belief, um, it can run you or you can run it and you can take control, right? And so when I, when I titled this episode Drink of Choice, um, you know, I, what, it, what it means for me is like, what are we choosing? What are we choosing to nourish our bodies with? What are we choosing to turn towards in order to um, put out in the world what we actually want to put out in the world. And that is ourselves, right? Like how do we function, um, in groups or in the morning or in social settings when, when we do or do not choose to use substance, right? And 
That is something that's like really, really, really difficult to answer a lot of times. And especially like, and with coffee too, you know, like people have been drinking coffee for a super long time, you know, and it, it's like, it's like ritual almost, right? But like the difference between habit and ritual is like habit is something that you just do completely unconsciously and ritual is something that you do with intention. So if you want to have ritual around your coffee drinking, you still have to be intentional and curious about why it's in your life, right? So like if you want um, to, to make it a more... Um, intentional practice and a more like ritualized thing for your morning you know you can start by saying like first of all examining your relationship and your beliefs about it and why you're choosing it and then you can you can start to peel back the layers there and if it's still something that seems like you'd like to have it in your life um it's something then you can make a choice to have a conscious choice Um, And you can feel the way that that choice interacts with your body. So there's the choice that interacts with your body that will make you feel a certain type of way because all of our choices do elicit a bodily response. um, And that's part of our somatic practice. And then there's also um, the way the actual substance feels in our body. So like if you start getting curious about your relationship with coffee and you start getting intentional about noticing how your body feels when you consume it, you're going to feel a lot of different things. Like maybe the caffeine is actually hitting you a lot harder when you tune into like the nuance of the interaction of what's going on inside, right? Um, And again, like in order to be in tune with who we are, part of that is integrating with our physical bodies and allowing them to speak to us. So when we take um, our substance use to a somatic practice and we begin to integrate how the body is feeling and how it's speaking and how it's reacting and how it's changing, when we put these substances in, that's where the magic is and that's where the truth lies and that's how you know when something is or is not in alignment with you. Um, so I would totally encourage you to do that, like, and all in good time, like maybe the time isn't right for you right now, but maybe it will be in three months. Who knows? And again, like this isn't here as a judgment. This is just meant to stimulate you to be curious and to be, um, conscious about the way that these things are showing up in your life and, um, how, how you're using them. Right. Um, so Yes. So, um, what else do I want to say about this? I mean, I think that for me personally, um, like my ending came cold turkey and I, I know that that surprises a lot of people, but like I said, like it, it really wasn't a choice in the matter. Like I, it wasn't a choice that I was even willing to entertain. Like I was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to walk away from this. I didn't know at the time how long I was going to walk away from it, you know, but I don't, at this point I have no intention of going back because I just, it's, I don't miss it. I don't need it. It's not even like a thing that was like, oh, but like there was a reward there. Like, nope, it actually wasn't rewarding at all. And I I just, I really love how I flow and how I feel now that I am off and those things have left my bloodstream and left my body like completely by now. So um, 
that's that's been just that's been part of my journey right like and that was a really really important thing for me to do for myself and you certainly don't need to follow that example like for sure not everybody's on their own um healing journey first of all and everybody has a different um cycle in their relationship with substance and whatever is right for you um is right for you you know and that's totally okay and like I said there's there is nothing wrong about using substance at all it's it's just a way better more integrated thing to just be like aware of how you're using it and how you're relating to it because like the worst thing ever is when things use us (laughs) or people use us and that sucks you know, and um, by the time I was coming closer to the end of my use of substance, like this was unbeknownst to me that I was going to quit. But like by the time I was like waking up from with hangovers and stuff, like I was definitely being used by the substance. Like it was taking me for a ride. Like I was no longer um, taking it for a ride or whatever. Like it was, it was definitely owning me. And that, that's like not okay for me at all. Like I am a very, um, like it just doesn't suit me anymore. Like I own myself and I don't want anything or anyone to ever try to step into that role for me. Like, no, thank you. I have this. Um, I'm grand and I will find other avenues um, and strength and courage elsewhere that are more authentic to who I am now, right? But it took a long time to get there and it doesn't necessarily need to happen overnight. For me, it did happen overnight, but that's not that's not how a lot of other portions of my journey have gone, right? Like this is the exception, not the rule. But I think like at that time, what I was working through, it had to be cold turkey. It couldn't be any other way, right? Like because if I had continued on the path that I was on, I would have I would have seriously missed out on so much of the beauty of being in that broken open grieving state. Um so and I'm going to jam on that in a different episode, but um you know, like endings especially can be like a really tremendous time to stay to take stock on like what's still hanging around and like what really doesn't need to be hanging around anymore, right? So for me, that was an ending that came with an ending and it was fantastic and such a blessing. Um, but also like right now and while we're hanging at home and stuff like that and we're not going out, um, if we're still choosing substance, like, you know, you can't really blame it on um, being in a social setting anymore, right? So like <laughs> you have to take some accountability here and just um, no shame or judgment for yourself, but just be honest, you know, and be honest and say like, well, you know, I'm actually choosing to pour myself a scotch, um, or a tequila sunrise or whatever, a glass of wine because the kids are driving me bonkers, right? Like whatever it is, you know, and I see you there. I totally hundred percent see you. I did that kind of thing like more often than not honestly um and there 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 is no shame there that doesn't make you less than that doesn't make you um it doesn't mean that you're making bad decisions right like none of that is true but you are making a decision and the question is what's driving that decision 
Um, and that's a practice that we can bring to, to many, 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 many practices and habits that we have in our lives. So if you want to get clear on habits, um, it starts with the answering the what's up with this kind of question. And it, it definitely takes you into um, examining the relationship that we have or that you have um, with that particular thing. So um, that's what I want to say about drink of choice. Um, <laughs> I know it's super, this is a, this is a difficult topic. Um, maybe you're sitting in some discomfort right now. Maybe you're having some aha moments. Maybe you're like, um, hmm, I'm going to skip this episode because it's just not for me right now. And you know what? Like whatever it is that you're thinking or feeling, um, even if it's like, oh, damn you, Christy, that's okay. Like I can take it. It's fine. And maybe in a few months, this will resonate and it will be something that you're ready for. And until then, like do what you need to do and do what's right for you. So you're always encouraged to be um, right where you are. There's no wrong or right way to be. Um, and we're all on our own cycles. So definitely keep that in mind. Um, I'm going to move us into our somatic meditation now. This one is um, called dipping into the um, well of wellness and um, it's just going to hopefully provide us some of our own energy that we can reach for when we need a little extra dose of something. So I will see you there. Welcome to your somatic meditation called Drawing from the Wellness Well. So as always, please feel free to lie down, sit down, um, stand if you're so inclined, or um, skip the meditation and come back to it if you're not in a good place to meditate or you're not ready for it. Totally okay. Um, it's here for you whenever you want to come back to it. So um, just settle in and tune into your breath. In through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. Try to make an audible sound with the exhale. So a nice strong. <sighs> right? Those are deep cleansing breaths. Very regenerative to our respiratory system. So. In and out, you can do those deep belly exhales, loud exhales um, a few times if that's helpful to you. Um, and once you feel settled into your body and settled into the rhythm of your breath, let's imagine that you are in a grassy green area. So maybe it's on the top of a beautifully green knoll somewhere in a field and there is a well there at the top of the knoll and um, I want you to imagine that your body is a metaphorical well and that when you engage with this well you are engaging directly with your soma, with your body. 
So, walk to the well and there will be something waiting for you. Um, maybe it's a bucket or a cup or a bowl of some kind, but whatever is waiting for you, pick it up and begin to dip it into the well. Um, where does the water come from? Is it deep down? Does the well feel dry? Um, does it feel stagnant? What, 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 what is the sensation that you feel when you dip your tool into the well? Or perhaps there is energy there, or there is water there, and you're able to draw from it. And I want you to imagine and feel what that energy is like. Um, perhaps it's um, a green, vibrant energy from the heart chakra, um, and there's a lot of love there. Or perhaps it's a blue energy of the throat chakra and there is the ability and desire to speak true or perhaps there is a red energy that is the root chakra and it is the desire to belong to community and feel safe in your surroundings or perhaps the energy is feeling really low and depleted and it's not coming through very strongly and no matter if you are able to draw from your well or if not, imagine that there is a really radiant, intense white energy that is pouring down into the well like rain. And it's collecting and gathering there. And imagine that that white light energy is also coming into your soma and into your body and is filling you up with something so restorative and just feel into what this energy feels like when it enters into your body take deep breaths just engage with whatever is there for you and just know that you can rely on this white energy whenever you need to top off your own well of wellness and energy. It is always available to you. It is universal. It is benign. It is loving. It is restorative and healing. And it will be there for you whenever you ask it to boost you. So... And your energy centers, the chakras, are also there to tap their energy source whenever you like or you need to. And if there are blocks there or some depletion, you can focus on removing those blocks and filling those, those energy centers with this white light energy. 
and you can always count on it to carry you through and you can count on your own energy to carry you through as long as you are refilling it and balancing it as you go along. And you will always have the option to replenish it and you never need to look outside of yourself to experience it. It is always there. So take a deep breath and with it, welcome a heartfelt thank you to your energy body for sustaining you and moving you through the physical and energetic experiences of this life. Let the breath go and be welcome to come back whenever you are ready. I hope it was beautiful. I hope it really allowed you to get into some parts of your body that could use some love and attention and some replenishment. And I hope it also gave you a, an idea of what can happen when you tap your full energy potential. Um, because there's just, it's, there's a limitless supply of source energy um, that we can call in to ourselves at any time Um, and this doesn't have anything to do with um, anything other than like that's the stuff we're made of we are energetic beings um, on a quantum level and um, when we direct energy with intention um, that's how we create and that is how we manifest and that is how we um, are able to get through our physical lives um, in a really powerful way where we feel strong and steady and um, so I hope that that was a beautiful meditation for you if you were inclined to do it and if not perhaps another time (laughs) Um, but I just want to say to close this all out and I want to say this several times like you're just right wherever you are on your journey there is no way to be that isn't part of whatever the plan is for you And if the plan is um, still to just sort of hang out and do as you've been doing and you don't feel ready to shift into the examination of substance in your life, that is fully and totally okay. And you know what? You don't need me to tell you that because you're the authority on your life and on what's right for you. Um, And if it is the time to take stock of your reliance inventory, you're so, so encouraged and supported in doing this. And it's a really brave thing to want to know better and to to do our best to do better intentionally for ourselves. So 
do it. Go for it. I am always rooting for you to take the courageous step towards more of who you are. I can only cheer as loudly as I possibly can for you and wholeheartedly and I am doing that because I know what it means to take those be them be they wobbly baby steps of uncertainty or um, maybe they're really sure and well-timed and fully ready steps and whatever in between there is as well like whatever they feel like I'm totally rooting for you I'm so totally sending you encouragement and just empathizing with you and seeing you wherever you are and I mean I've been in similar situations so I definitely know what it means and what it takes to turn away from something that you've been habitually turning towards and um, how scary and intimidating it can be when we decide to leave a pattern for good and the space that that creates Um, And then how we have to really directively work with intention to make sure that we don't fall back into those habits. So keep going. Keep going. I know it gets hard. I know it gets to be overwhelming. I know the temptation to just like fall back is so real. And if you do fall back, that's okay. Like that's part of it, you know, and that's... That is an absolutely human thing to do. And the other beautiful thing about being a human is we can always give it another go. And we can always start fresh. So be super gentle with yourself. Be so encouraging of yourself. You don't have to justify yourself to anyone, whatever your choice is. Um, And especially whatever your drink of choice is. You you don't have to justify it. Um, So... Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing in my resonance and sharing in my um, my joy of sharing and using my voice. Um, I hope you guys are well wherever you are and whenever you're finding this. And I am excited to have you back here next week. So much love for all of you. Deeply grateful for this journey. And I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week. Speak soon. Bye.